Animal Hospital. Thanks for joining us with your weekly pause. This week's session is going to be about common surgeries and why. Most common surgery people are familiar with are spays and neuters, which are done obviously for birth control. But a lot of people don't realize that spaying a dog is a complete hysterectomy and has a lot more benefits than just purely preventing that dog from having puppies. Dogs that are spayed, you know, before they're six months of age or before they ever come in heat, almost never get breast cancer. Dogs that are either not spayed at all or spayed after two years of age, about half of them will develop breast cancer sometime in their life. Dogs that are intact or not spayed as they get older have a likelihood or great possibility of developing an infection in the uterus called pyometra. Pyometra requires an emergency hysterectomy, otherwise the dog's going to die. So if you had them spayed when they're young, when you spay a dog, it is a complete hysterectomy, so there's no uterus for them to have developed pyometra in. So a handful of long-term life benefits for that dog because she was spayed beyond just preventing her from having puppies. Male dogs, after they're neutered, they're less likely to be out roaming, less likely to fight. Obviously, they're not out chasing the girl dogs, um, less likely to have urine marking. Also, unneutered male dogs sometimes develop prostate disease. Dogs that have been neutered um, almost never develop prostate infections or prostatitis. So that's another added benefit of having male dogs neutered. Other surgeries that we do fairly commonly, tumor removals. You know, you don't Unless you've had a dog that had a tumor or cancer, you may not realize that we often, as veterinarians, do surgery to remove masses, growths, tumors. All of those are just pseudonyms for cancer. And by having them surgically removed in the early stages can often prevent cancer from spreading to other parts of the body, invading deeply around where they are, and causing problems you know, for the dog there. Another class of surgeries we do pretty routinely are, are orthopedic surgeries. Now, a lot of times you don't think about your veterinarian as being an orthopedic surgeon. And of course, not all veterinarians are orthopedic surgeons, but many of them are. Dogs can tear their ACLs just like people can. So that ACL repair is something that can be done. A lot of small breed dogs have problems with their kneecaps, where the kneecaps don't ride on the front of the knee like they're supposed to. They'll kind of slip over towards the inside of the knee, a problem called medial patella luxation. Some dogs go their whole life with that, and it causes no issues at all. But other dogs with the exact same problem become very, very lame because of it. But once they've had surgery to correct the problem, now they can move normally and do everything they could before they had the problem. So tremendously increasing the dog's quality of life by fixing the medial patella luxation. Unfortunately, some dogs get hit by cars or have trauma from something or other and wind up with broken bones. Many times we can go in there and put pins, plates, wires, screws, internal fixation type devices to help them to heal. Some of them, depending on which bone is broken, how badly, can be splinted or put in casts. There are a variety of ways we can deal with that. That could be a whole other topic, just orthopedics in dogs. Um, But that's another surgery that we do fairly commonly, is repairing injuries, torn ligaments and problems like patelloluxation, broken bones, things along those lines. Those are common type surgeries that we do. Occasionally, we'll do eye surgeries. 
There are problems with eyelids we see in dogs sometimes. One fairly common problem is called entropion, where the lower lids and sometimes the upper lids also roll in towards the eye. Well, when the lid rolls in towards the eye, it throws the eyelashes against the eye. So it's a chronic source of irritation for that pet. Well, there's a pretty straightforward surgery where we remove a little piece of the eyelid, thereby rolling that eyelid margin back out, getting the hairs away from the eyes, therefore removing that source of irritation. You know, another set of eye problems we sometimes have to deal with are chronic ulcerations of the eyes. Some dogs, especially what are called brachycephalic dogs, which are those little flat-faced dogs that the eyes bulge out, and their eyes bulge out because the eye sockets are fairly shallow. So that makes their eyes be very vulnerable to drying out, to developing ulcers on them. So sometimes we'll have to do surgery on those eyes to help facilitate the healing process of those ulcers. Sometimes that even includes, believe it or not, temporarily sewing the eyelid shut. I had a patient just this week that came back in to have the eyelids open back up again where it had a chronic ulcer that wouldn't heal. So I had temporarily sewn the eyelid shut. And when you do that, that puts a nice moist membrane against that eye and protects it, which tremendously facilitates healing. So when I took that dog's eyelids down, the eye has totally healed. So that dog, the ulceration on the eye was all better just from me temporarily sewing the eyelid shut. Sometimes we'll have to do surgery on dog's ears. There's a pretty radical surgery called a tika, which is total ear canal ablation, pretty fancy set of words, which basically means removing the whole external ear canal. And we do that in dogs that have had chronic long-term ear infections. And because of that, the cartilage that did form the ear canal has become bone and it's gotten a very narrow or no opening through it so it just keeps a chronic infection they can't hear out of it anyway it stays chronically infected and painful so the dog is way better off just to go ahead and have that taken out now that's a procedure that's most often done by specialists it's not something we do at the practice where i currently work but that is another specialty type thing Occasionally, we do some more exotic surgeries. I've had dogs that wind up having injuries where they lost skin and wind up having to have skin grafts. That's pretty interesting to do a skin graft, you know, on a dog. But that's something that we do. We see animals come in that have been in fights or hit by cars that have lacerations or have lost large parts of skin um, that we have to sew them up. And sometimes you have to get pretty creative to close fairly large defects. And there's a lot of techniques that can be used to stretch the skin and move it across areas. Fortunately, dogs have a lot of skin and it's fairly loose on their bodies. So you can mobilize it and move it around to cover some really fairly large holes sometimes. So there's quite a few surgeries veterinarians do. Some are common and some are not. We practice a lot of the same things that people do, human surgeons do. We you know, have practiced sterile surgery. We use gas anesthesia. We keep our patients on heart monitors and breathing monitors and oxygen monitors while they're under anesthesia to make sure they stay safe. We have dedicated people monitoring the anesthesia and administering it. We have heated surgery tables, believe it or not, to help maintain warmth. Um, our patients are very small and they can lose body heat pretty quickly. So maintaining what's called a normothermic situation, which is keeping their body temperature warm or adequate, not letting them hypothermic is important. So a lot of the same things that happen in human hospitals happen in veterinary hospitals too. I hope you've enjoyed this talk about surgeries and dogs. I'm Dr. Allen with your weekly pause. And if you have any questions you'd like to ask Dr. Allen about your pets or pets in general, email wets at etsu.edu with your questions. Thank you.